Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Today is Wednesday, November 10th, 2021. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, live from Los Angeles on the Black Star Network. Kyle Rittenhouse cries like a little punk on the witness stand in Wisconsin. Is the judge in the case another defense attorney? Our legal panel will break down today's proceedings. We'll also talk about the, the, the day's developments in the uh, case of the three white men on trial for murdering Ahmaud Arbery. A black judge in Alabama is being targeted with removal from the bench. What's going on in that state with this sister? Also, uh, on today's show, Republicans think they're going to do very well in 2022 midterms. What can Dems do to keep control of the House and the Senate? We'll be talking with political analyst Amisha Cross about that. Also on today's show, a slew of lawsuits being filed uh, in Houston after the disaster at the Travis Scott Astroworld Festival. 
where eight people have died. One woman is literally brain dead right now, no brain activity, so that death toll could actually uh, increase. Uh, also, uh, on today's show, we'll hear from, uh, we'll talk to Congresswoman Frederica Wilson about a uh, commission that she wants established. And, of course, uh, joining me on the show, uh, we'll be dealing with uh, what's happening also in L.A. 9% of black people in this area? Why are all these black people getting stopped by the L.A. County? Yeah, remember we talked about that yesterday with their sheriff supporting these cops who commit civil rights violations? Yeah. We'll break it down as well. Folks, it is time to bring the funk on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network, live from L.A. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop of fact to find. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling. Los Angeles. Uh, I'm certainly glad to have you here uh, on today's show. Lots of stuff we want to break down every Wednesday. We've got our legal panel. Of course, A. Scott Bolden, Robert Patillo, Monique Pressler, they are all here. You know they are ready to get this thing going. Let's get right to it. Boy, Kyle Rittenhouse. Let me go first. On the stand Let me today. go first. Uh, he was just sitting here. Oh, Scott, I, I'm still talking. Damn it, wait. <laughs> I ain't even done an <laughs> intro yet to the story. That's and your I ass ready to talk. Early, so, I man, he you, was bro, sitting bro. here. Cry, stop talking, now. Scott. Y'all, mute his mic till I get done. Kyle Rittenhouse going to stand today, y'all. He's sitting here whining and crying. You got the judge. Uh, he's sitting here admonishing the prosecutors. He's acting more like a defense attorney than an impartial judge. And so here's a video, again, of Kyle Rittenhouse on the stand. He is the young white man who killed two folks uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, AR-15. Of course, he traveled to a neighboring state uh, to so-called secure the city. Watch this. To go, you know, northerly direction? I, I wasn't. Describe what happens. I... Once I take that step back, I look over my shoulder and Mr. Rosenbaum, Mr. Rosenbaum was now running from my right side um, and I was cornered from in front of me with Mr. Zeminski and there were There were three people right there. Take a deep breath, Kyle. That's what I... 
That's right, run. <laughs> for our break anyway. You, you can uh, just relax for a minute, sir. Um, we're going to take a break, uh, about uh, 10 minutes, and please don't talk about the case during the break. What, read, watch, or listen to any kind of trap. But he kept chasing me. It didn't stop him. Mr. Rittenhouse, you're telling us that you felt like you were about to die, right? Yes. But when you point the gun at someone else, that's going to make them feel like they're about to die, right? That's what you wanted him to feel. No. You wanted him to get the message from you that if you come any closer, I'm going to kill you. That's why you pointed the gun at him, right? I pointed the gun at him to deter him from... I, I pointed the gun at him so he would stop chasing me. That's why you, I pointed the gun at him. Because if you point the gun at him, you were hoping he would stop chasing you because he would get the message from you that if he keeps coming, you're going to kill him, right? I didn't want to have to kill Mr. Rosenbaum. I, that's not the question I asked. You, the it seems argumentative, Did that even factor into your mind at that point? Did you even care whether you were going to kill him or not? I, I didn't want to have to kill anybody. I was being attacked. That's why I shot him. Well, you shot at him. You shot at him with the intent of hitting him and killing him, correct? I didn't want to kill anybody. Then why are you shooting at someone with an AR-15 at close range if you don't want to kill him? Because he's attacking me. All right, folks, and so uh, now y'all want to see somebody who really, really rehearsed his tears? Watch this. My Folks, where, right okay. side, um, and I was cornered from in front of me with Mr. Zeminski, and there were <laughs> there were three people right there. But he kept chasing me. It didn't stop him. Mr. Rittenhouse, you're telling us that you felt. It was just, oh, I'm just being hurt. Now, the judge in this case, he just went after the prosecutors. Watch this. Why would you think that that made it okay for you without any advance notice to bring this matter before the jury? You are already, you were, I, I was a, astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law. It's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. 
And it gives, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So I don't know what you're up to. There have been numerous occasions during this trial where they've opened the door. The one time when they're going into Mr. Rosenbaum's prior reason he doesn't like guns. And I said something, I whispered in Mr. Krause's ear, it's because of the prior convictions, please stop. And he did. He knows if you're gonna go into something that's been excluded in a pretrial order, you better ask the court, you better get permission. This is ridiculous. It, was, know, it wasn't excluded, Your Honor. You know why it was excluded in the first place? Because it's, it was propensity evidence. That is exactly what 90404 is designed to prevent. You're talking about his attitudes. His attitude is he wants to shoot people. Now, I've admitted that kind of evidence in other trials when it's been appropriate. I didn't admit it in this case because to me, what I've heard in this trial, and by the way, Mr. Richards absolutely correctly points out that just hours ago, I said I had heard nothing in this trial to change any of my rulings. So why? Testimony, Your Honor. Pardon me? That was before the testimony. Don't get testimony. brazen with me. Uh, uh, you knew very well. You know very well that an attorney can't go into these types of areas when the judge has already ruled without asking outside the presence of the jury to do so. So don't give me that. That's number one. Number two, this is propensity evidence. I said at the time that I made my ruling, and I'll repeat again now for you, I see no similarity between talking about wishing you had your AR gun, which you don't have, so that you could take fire rounds at these uh, thought-to-be shoplifters, and the incidents in these cases, which are not there's nothing in your case that suggests the defendant was lying in wait to shoot at somebody or reflecting upon the shooting for a vast amount of time. Every one of the incidents involves uh, matters that involve seconds in time. So I don't, I commented at the time, I don't see the similarity and I don't see the similarity now. You have an incident where he's making comments about some alleged shoplifters versus and crimes that involve instantaneous actions, whether premeditated murder or whether self-defense, that's for the jury to decide. But I don't see the similarity. I said it couldn't come in, and it isn't coming in, no matter what you think. Number two, I, I have to be concerned that with what Mr. Richards has said about the, the, the progress of the trial, and, and um, when, when you were way, well, I said you were over the line, in, uh, close to, or over the line on commenting on the defendant's pretrial silence, which is a well-known rule. I, I, I'm astonished that that would have been an issue. So I don't want to have another issue as long as this case continues. Is that clear? It is. Thank you. I ask the jury to come back in, please. <clears throat> okay. Uh, let's get right uh, to it. Scott, now you can talk. <laughs> okay. Th this is going to be a little complicated. Let's unpack it for the judge, okay? So he makes a pretrial ruling, this judge, and he says that the fact that they had this prior videotape or recording of the defendant saying, pardon me? 
Anyway, we're going to unpack it. And so they have this prior recording of the defendant saying, I'd like to take my AR and shoot some people coming out of a store. A completely separate incident. The judge ruled that that couldn't come in because, as he says, his propensity evidence. That is, the propensity for the jury to believe that his desire to shoot an AR-15 on a prior occasion plays in some way to his intent to, for the night in uh, doing the rioting and what have you. And the judge said that's mutually exclusive. The prosecutor tried to bring it in, despite that ruling, saying that his ruling, the judge's ruling, opened the door or did not close the door to that level of inquiry. The reason that's important is because it's highly prejudiced versus the probative value. And if he does that, if he brings that in against the judge's order, or if he questions the defendant about whether he told the police something or not, and he's got a right to remain silent under the Constitution, that's grounds for a mistrial. In fact, the defense attorneys moved for mistrial, and the judge almost granted it. This doesn't have to do, as I see the video, have to do with whether the judge is acting for the defense or for in support of the defense. This is kind of fundamental trial work and evidence and rules that defense lawyers and prosecutors cannot violate because you can get a mistrial on this, and it's a waste of time, money, and resources when you have to start all over again. And so that's the unpacking piece. I think the judge was right here, but he did not grant the mistrial because he wants to get this trial done. But the prosecution has to stay in line. Now, I don't think long-term that's going to have a prejudicial effect on the prosecution. Judges move on, and you get berated by judges all the time if you screw up. But here, I think the judge was right, at least had an argument for why he was highly pissed off, if you will, uh, with the prosecution. And lastly, I don't know what the defendant was doing, because he said he, he looked like he was having an asthma attack more than crying. I didn't like to laugh at people who were being emotional, but that did seem contrived. So those are my best thoughts, Roland. Monique, you have this judge uh, who again, has ticked off a lot of people who, who, you know, first of all, he made it clear that the prosecutors could not call the two people who were killed victims, uh, said, call them rioters and looters, that's fine as well. Uh, there are many who believe that this judge has crossed the line numerous times and acting more as if uh, he's in the corner of Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes, but the people who are saying that are not uh, career criminal defense attorneys. Exactly. Um, and, and I disagree with some of the things that the judge has done, but uh, in that I think that there were closer calls um, on victim, rioter, looter, language, things like that, even though um, it, it, the, other, the thing that I will add to everything Scott said, which I 100% agree with everything that Scott said, uh, what I will add to it is it can be difficult for lay people to separate a judge's nasty personality with a judge's rulings in applying the law. And this judge runs hot. That's his temperament. <laughs> exactly. But he did not run hot. He did not run hot in front of that jury. He got his jury the heck out of there. And then he read for filth the prosecutor 
for doing something that the prosecutor should have never tried to do, was stupid to do, wouldn't have gotten away with. And in D.C., it wouldn't, I don't know if the mistrial would be granted or not, but the likes of Tanya Chutkin, who just did the ruling um, saying that the Trump uh, files are not going to be secret, she would have stepped a lawyer back over some bullshiggity like that. She'd like, think this over in one of my jail cells. The, the bailiff will show you what happens when you screw with my jury. Do, you know, think, oh, think, this, think, it, think it through, counselor. You work for the government. You don't take te- cheap shots. You don't try to sneak things in front of the jury before you talk to me, especially if you know I'm the kind of judge that runs hot anyway, and we've been fighting back and forth about this. Okay, if you think the door was open through the defendant's testimony, you ask the lead-up questions, and then you say, Your Honor, may we approach? And then you approach and you say, Your Honor, I believe based on the answers that I've just received from the defendant and based on the prior testimony on direct examination, this now should come into evidence and I would like to be heard. And then judge is going to say yes, judge is going to say no. You stick it in your folder for mistrial if you get denied. These prosecutors are getting out-lawyered. Hold this up against the trial that we saw against Chauvin where you saw prosecutors do one of the best jobs of prosecuting a criminal case I have seen. And I don't, it, never in my life have I liked the job that a prosecutor does in that I'm just, in my spirit, a defense attorney. But they did a good job and they got a conviction. These dudes right here are screwing up. And yes, the, the defendant had his contrived breakdown and I don't know how long they had to practice for Rittenhouse to do that contrived breakdown. Obviously, they still couldn't get him to shed one single tear, but they worked him hard. And and when you have a whole bunch of white folks on a jury, seeing who mm-hmm. they're going to think is a boy, who they're calling Kyle, and he's doing that, hyperventilating, scrunch, scrunching his face up, you know, looking at the judge saying, help me, please. Uh, yeah, it it might work. So, no, I don't like the way this case is going. I texted everybody and said I believed it would be a S-I-S-H blank T show from start to finish, and, and I stand by my estimation. Robert Patillo, uh, should this, uh, is this judge doing uh, a proper job? Is he coming across as being more uh, sympathetic to the defense? Should he recuse himself? No, the the judge is doing a fine job. The prosecutor is the one messing up. And I put myself in the position of that defense attorney. I've been a defense attorney my whole career. Uh, If we have a pre-trial motion and the judge rules on what can and can't come in, and now you just try to sneak something in uh, during uh, uh, against the the pre-trial order that we issued, I'm flipping the table over. I'm literally flipping the table. The one time I got put in handcuffs in court was when a prosecutor (laughs) tried to do something similar to that. And I blacked the F out in the middle of the Fulton County courtroom. They had to put handcuffs on me to stop me from literally going up on the bench. That's what you have. That's called zealous advocacy for your client. You got to be willing to take it to the mat for your client. So if the prosecutor has already agreed and it's already been ruled on before trial and you're trying to sneak something in, I'm not trying the rest of the case. We're already at mistrial here. I'm already talking to my client when he gets off the stand and saying, look, regardless of what happens, we're ready for appeal, even if you do get convicted here. So this is uh, is one of those incompetent prosecutorial jobs I've ever seen because even if you play that... um, the cross-examination back that the prosecutor was doing. And that's what I keyed in on, that uh, that sets in the cross-examination. 
your the the defendant does not get to talk during that cross examination except yes or no. So I am testifying for you. I'm basically reading through the facts that happened and shaping them to the way that I want them uh, read out. And you are saying, did you uh, did you cross state lines? Yes. Did you bring a loaded firearm with you? Yes. Did you have any legal responsibility to be there? No. Did you walk around brandishing an AR-15 in a crowded protest? Yes. Are you a law enforcement officer? No. Do you have any training which allows you to do crowd control or to, uh, to patrol businesses? No. Did you aim your firearm at that individual? Yes. Did you shoot that individual? Yes. Did that individual die? Yes. Done with my questions. You, you don't have out. all this back and They're forth. Well, yes. You sit down. Well, well, you don't do all this well, back and well, forth. Yes. You keep it tight right. and you sit get down. on out. I, I I agree, except for I would... Monique, I would Ma Monique go ahead. I would want each one of those to be leading, though, Robert. You know, you mm -hmm. crossed state lines. You didn't have, yeah. et cetera. I would switch those up a little bit. But then what they also missed is the dude breaks down on the stand. You have contemporaneous video of him with no tears, skipping my Lou Daisy down the street after shooting people. You're not mm -hmm. crying there, are you? I mean, they get in trouble for trying to talk about his emotion and his propensity for wanting to shoot folks, but you have the evidence. Why aren't you playing the video of what and, he and looked I'm like after he shot at the first set of people? Where are the tears? Mm -hmm. Where's the hyperventilation? Are you calling 911? Are you trying to assist? Are you even running away? Are you saying you're sorry? What, what in his actions looks like what they contrived on the stand today. No, the prosecution is 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 trash right now. And Monique, on that point, just real quick, at what was his statement immediately after the shooting when he talked to his friend? Did he say, oh, yeah. my God, these people were trying to kill me. I had to defend no. my life. I was in a life or death struggle, and I had to defend myself. He ain't saying none of that. What did he say? No. I just killed two people. That is what he yes. said. So the plan of the prosecution <laughs> and and that and that his life that. might be over, and that his life might be over. Exactly. I'm telling you. That please. that was without the lawyers and without being in the courtroom and without the publicity and without my ass being locked up. That's that's the yes. contemporaneous emotion you're talking and you all are talking about, and that's the rebuttal to the tears. But you have to be fearless. To do that as a lawyer, you know, everybody gets caught up in the emotion and say, oh, but leave, leave that crying witness alone. No, you can really, a matter of factly, say, okay, you're crying. Let's put the video up, though. Within seconds and minutes of shooting those individuals, what did you did this, didn't you? Point to the video. You told I've them had, you killed two people, right? You didn't I've, say I've you were sorry to pour or anything the water. else. I will pour so the water for you. I will pour exactly. the water for you because you need exactly. a drink. I will give you your Kleenex. We tears. will wait for however long it takes. I will That's give right. you a hug. And then we're going to talk about this video because you're a murderer. Right. Right. And, you and, don't run from that crime witness. You run to that crime witness, right? Yes. You show the jury that I'm, I'm good with his tears, break? but I got something else for you. This is when he wasn't crying. Mm. This is when he and wasn't look, crying. Last, you see? Yeah. Last point, last point for me. When you were leaving the scene after killing two people and shooting a third, you approached officers, correct? Yes. And when the officers told you to leave, did you tell them, there was a group of people trying to murder me and I had to protect my life? You should go investigate. Or did you go home and go to sleep? Or come with me. Come with me to catch them. Because, because if, there, if there's, there's a, a gang mob, after me. 
There's an angry mom right. trying to kill me. I'm going to head on home with my mom. Well, that, that makes no sense, and the prosecution is not keying in on that. This is, like, that is your... When you have the defendant on the stand, if this rarely happens that you get the defendant testifying his own defense, this is your opportunity to shine. This is your chance to moonwalk yep. all the way around the courtroom. Yep. You put like James Brown in there. I mean, just tearing him down piece by piece. Yep. And this, this prosecutor, like, he just got out of Mickey Mouse Law School. I, I'm not quite sure... Well, here, if this, here's... If they are, go ahead, Scott. Here's the problem, though. Okay, and you see this, I see this all over the country because prosecutors don't have as much experience cross examining witnesses the way defense attorneys do because very seldom are defendants put on the stand. They put them, they have to put their defendant on the stand <coughs> because they need his testimony. They can't get it from anywhere else, and there are a lot of risks associated with that vis a vis cross examination. But the prosecutors aren't really good at cross examination because they don't do a whole lot of it. And you're seeing this manifestation uh, across, but not one of any uh, level of experience or expertise. The issues we're raising, when you put your cross-examination together, you ought to be thinking and raising those issues months before, because you know this moment is a possibility, and in this case, a probability. And they just have... They lost that war. The whole case is about this guy, this defendant, and he took the stand. This is the moment. You have to win that moment. Now, you might still win the case, maybe, but there's a lot of self-defense, powerful self-defense evidence mm -hmm. that came in through the defendant. And I got to tell mm -hmm. you, many of the other witnesses, we haven't talked about those, Roland, the other witnesses who were the, were the victims, the, uh, the victim that survived, and some of the other people who observed all this, they either gave conflicting mm -hmm. testimony or they gave testimony that really helped both sides. That's the real killer issue, because the jury is going to have to sort through that and reasonable doubt. If you've got a reason to doubt it, that's reasonable doubt. And the defense and the witnesses for the prosecution have given a lot of reasonable doubt or evidence that's going to make the jury struggle. If the jury struggles, they're, not, they're going to come up with a, non, um, with a defense verdict and a not guilty verdict. So the, the prosecution has to rally. They've got some time but you don't know how many defense witnesses there are going to be. There may not be any more after that. And then you've got to put on a closing argument like you've never done before to convince the jury to choose your story and not the defense story in this case. We'll see. And, and Scott, just kind of touching on the previous witness. Oh. Well, well just, this last point, No, Roland. no, Robert, go ahead. Final comment. Final comment. Yeah, Touching on that previous witness, the, the individual who was, sh who was shot and survived, as the prosecutor, you have to protect your witness. You got to object. You got to break that cycle. You can't just let him get up there and get uh, t uh, turned into circles. And you make sure you prep him to say, yes, I had my gun as I was approaching Mr. Rittenhouse because he had an AR-15 and was walking around stalking people now trying to defend exactly. the rest of the crowd. They just let mm -hmm. that entire opportunity go, and now conservative media is running around saying, see, told you it was justified. So the, the, the level of incompetence is hard to even uh, yeah. to even understand, yeah. and the magnitude of this failure, if he does get acquitted, lies directly in the state. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta prep that witness right, to fight so the defense talk. cross. Scott, yeah. Scott, Scott, which part of final comment don't you get? Oh, I didn't hear Damn. that final. I, I thought Shh. she was gonna go back around. Yeah, because, yeah, I said Robert. Final comment on this topic. God, I miss you, Roland. Got you it. miss me? I miss going you. To a, going to a break, folks. Go, stop talking.
going to a break. When we come back on Roller Martin Unfiltered, we'll talk about uh, what's happening in Alabama. Also, dealing with uh, Dems trying to figure out what they're going to do to hold on to the House and the Senate. You also have passing all of these gerrymandered uh, laws as well. We'll talk with the political analyst Amisha Cross about that. Lots of stuff to cover on Roland Martin Unfiltered, broadcasting live from Los Angeles on the Black Star Network back in a moment. saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now, she's free to become Bear Hug Betty. Settle in, kids. You'll be there a while. Ooh, where are you going? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. 
You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? It's Godfrey, the funniest dude on the planet. <laughs> hey, I'm Taj. I'm Coco. And I'm Lily. And we're SWV. What's up, y'all? It's Ryan Destiny, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Folks, welcome back to Roller Martin Unfiltered. Uh, glad to have you uh, on uh, today's show. We're broadcasting live from L.A. where we're doing a series of interviews uh, for... Uh, new one-on-one show on the Black Star Network called Rolling with Roland. Yesterday, got a chance to talk with Sally Richardson-Whitfield and Richard Roundtree. Today, we'll be tech-chatting with actor Trevor Jackson, and we got some other interviews this week with Brisha Webb, Chris Spencer, Flex Alexander, Ray Chu, uh, and many others. And so, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, folks, uh, on a, a Monday, President Joe Biden plans on signing his uh, $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. They're already touting this is going to be a bipartisanship, bipartisan signing ceremony, uh, but you still have folks uh, who say more needs to be done uh, for the poor in this country, for the needy in this country, for African-Americans uh, as well. Those things are happening. Plus, you also have uh, the January 6th Select Committee dealing with uh, the uh, MAGA riders uh, on that particular day. And so a number of things we want to talk about in addition to uh, this commission that Congresswoman Frederica Wilson uh, has been working on. And so we let's go to her right now. She hails from Florida. I'm sure she is rocking one of her, uh, her signature cowboy hats. Uh, glad to have her back on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Congressman Wilson, how you doing? Okay, how are you, Roland? Good to see you. Oh, oh, we got the red cowboy hat today. Okay, <laughs> so I, I take all the Deltas out there. Real happy to see you in that one. Um, but uh, uh, I, I want to ask you several uh, qu several different things before we start talking about uh, your commission on the social status of black men and boys. Uh, and, and that is, you had all of this back and forth uh, between progressives and moderates, Republicans doing what they do. Uh, and um, uh, there are some who say uh, progressives should have never agreed to this $1.2 trillion bill if they didn't get family leave and some other things as well. Uh, are you happy with this compromise that was signed? I am happy with the compromise that was signed. It is more than we have ever had. This is transformational. Transformational. So uh, we have a big tent in the Democratic Party. 
we have, uh, uh, you know, and the uh, Republican Party is basically white men. And the Democratic Party, you have all kinds of people that represent the entire uh, nation. So we have to take into consideration as to what we're doing and how we legislate. And so I think it is a wonderful bill. It's going to do so much. And I don't want people to start talking about child tax credits. I call it Social Security for Children. Every child today get $300. If you're under 17, if you're under six, you get $350 a month. So we need to talk about that. And we're expanding it. In, in, in the in the Build Back Better bill. So I think it's wonderful. I'm kind of a little disappointed that we lost com free community college, but I would have lost it anyway because it was going to go to the states. And the governors in red states had to match money. Everybody had to match money. California and New York already has a free college. And all of our red states, they weren't going to match uh, any money for free community college. So... We'll catch that on another run. But I'm, I am elated and excited to pass that bill. Yes, I am. Homelessness, uh, uh, housing, you you name it, it's in the bill. So it's a lot of stuff that's in the bill, but Democrats have, let's be honest, have uh, been failures at explaining what's in the bill. When you look at these people around the country uh, who say they're concerned about education but uh, said nothing about the billions of dollars the Democrats have passed uh, to reopen schools for COVID, things along those lines. Um, we talk about uh, Republicans are running around calling this bill communism uh, as well. Yet you know, Senator Mitch McConnell has talked about that this bill is going to be a godsend for his state of Kentucky. Uh, what advice do you have for your party in terms of how they should be selling this bill to the American public and not allow the right to define the bill in their terms? Well, Roland, uh, each member of Congress has been given uh, a, a package of how they should sell this. And uh, we know that in the infrastructure bill, there's $40 million, $40 billion for bridges. $39 billion for transit, $65 billion for broadband. And you have to explain what broadband is. Broadband is uh, the Internet. There are so many rural uh, communities in Alabama, Mississippi, uh, and West Virginia that do not have broadband. So that's uh, Internet, the free Internet that will be available, access to Internet. And $73 billion, uh, for clean energy. So all of these things are in the transportation bill that we pass. When we go to our uh, uh, soft infrastructure bill, the Build Back Better, just think about it. Can you imagine universal pre-K for little children to go into kindergarten already reading, being exposed to so much curriculum that they've never been uh, exposed to, and learning a vocabulary and rich vocabulary. And when they get to kindergarten, they're just right on par. 
and then they go to first grade, they're right on par. This has never happened. We just, just tout what we have. This is a great bill for black people, for black children, and our HBCUs will get record funding that they never got before. Workforce will get record funding that they've never gotten before. This is a time for celebration. It's not a time for criticism. This is a time for celebration in the black community. Also, it's a that 55 billion for drinking water. This is the infrastructure bill. Now that's the one that we have passed, and we're gonna go selling that around the country. Uh, let's talk about uh, this uh, commission that you have been working on uh, for a very long time, uh, and that is the Commission on the Social Status of Black Men and Boys. Uh, that uh, was uh, passed and created uh, on Tuesday. You work with uh, Senator Marco Rubio uh, to get this done. So exactly what is this commission going to do, uh, and exactly how is it going to help uh, African-American boys? Well, it's, it's a, it's, uh, we're going to develop policy solutions to help create an environment that will enable black males to achieve their full potential. Black men and boys grow up in the same community with white boys, but there's a very different outcome as adults, and we're going to try to understand why. We know that racism and social injustices create heavy mental and emotional burdens for black men and boys, and they experience so much arrest, imprisonment, and chronic unemployment. So there are six members of the Congressional Black Caucus on this commission, and Reverend Al Sharpton is the secretary of the commission. They voted me to be chair of the commission. We're going to visit a federal prison, and I'm going to ask you to be on our advisory committee as we delve into this. This is historical. No one in the whole time that we have been in prison, in our uh, Congress, has ever put forth any energy or effort to study and help black men and boys who built the Capitol. Black men built the Capitol that we walk into every day. And when they were building the Capitol, remember now, they didn't have cranes and uh, the kind of equipment we have now. So they became human ladders and stepped up on each other's shoulders. And they fell. They fell to their deaths. And when they fell to their deaths, they just drug, dug a common grave and buried them. And then the next morning, they went and brought a whole new group of slaves. So every day that we walk into the Capitol, drive into the Capitol, that's really hallowed ground. So it's time. We always talk about the year of the woman, the year of the girls. So this is going to be the year of the black boys and men, 2022. All right, Congresswoman Rodrigo Whitfield, uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, congratulations on the establishment of this. And we certainly hope 
uh, that what comes out of this uh, are very specific policies, uh, funds and things along those, na those lines that are going to impact uh, young, uh, young uh, black boys uh, as well. So we're looking forward to, uh, to seeing uh, that as well. Thank you. Thank you, Rona. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. I'll see you soon. All right, folks, I'm uh, going to go to a break. We come back. We're going to chat with analyst Amisha Cross about uh, what is next for Democrats. How can they message properly? How can they explain to America what they are doing and leading? And can they, can they maintain their power in the nation's capital, but also on the state level as well? That is next on Roland Martin Unfiltered, broadcasting live from Los Angeles right here on the Black Star Network. Don't forget to download the app. It's on all platforms, folks. Spread the word. Our goal is to have 50,000 downloads uh, by the end of the year. So just simply go to, it's on all platforms, uh, Apple phone, Android phone. It's on uh, uh, Android TV, Apple TV, Roku, uh, Amazon Fire uh, TV, Xbox Smart TV as well. And of course, if you want to support our Bring the Funk fan club, where every dollar you give goes to support this show, you can do so by contributing to Cash App. It's uh, dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollinsmartin.com, rolling at rollinmartinunfiltered.com. Com. And so, we, again, we want uh, your support uh, in terms of what we're doing. We've got some fantastic shows that we are developing. Cannot wait to begin to unveil those. We're working on those as we speak. And so we got a lot of things going. So let's actually make it happen. All right. I'll be back in a moment. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve 
with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Alexa, play our favorite song again. Okay. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Hey, everybody, it's your man, Fred Hammond. Hi, my name is Brisha Webb, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Ow. Well, I like a nice filter usually, but we can be unfiltered. All right, folks, uh, welcome back to Roland Martin Unfiltered. Uh, We've been talking about, of course, uh, the political fallout uh, of the elections in Virginia. First of all, uh, where uh, Glenn Youngkin beat Terry McCullough to become the next Virginia governor. They also won the lieutenant governor's race and the attorney general's race. In New Jersey, uh, they thought that uh, the governor there, Phil Murphy, was going to win by eight points, but he won. It's now it's around 2.5 to almost 3% 
there as well. And so all of these people have been talking about, oh, my God, is doom and gloom. You've got Republicans who are passing all of these bills, gerrymandering these districts. Those things are happening uh, as well. So the question is, what is the path forward? As I already said, on Monday, President Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, they'll be signing that $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill in a, uh, in a ceremony at the White House that they are already touting as a bipartisan uh, signing because 13 House Democrats voted for it. And, of course, you had Republicans in the Senate vote for it as well. Already Senate, majority, Senate Minority Leader Chuck, uh, Mitch McConnell has talked about how that bill is going to be a godsend for Kentucky. And, that, and so the question uh, is, how do Democrats use this effectively communicating with the public. Joining us right now, political analyst Amisha Cross. Amisha, glad to have you uh, back on the show. Uh, messaging, 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 messages. How you do it. Videos that are being put out. Uh, in terms of memes, things along those lines. You've got this entire right-wing apparatus that is framing this bill as communism, as, oh my God, the takeover of America, which is literally the dumbest thing in the world because the Trump uh, uh, infrastructure bill that could not get passed was a $2 trillion infrastructure bill. So what do you say, what do you tell the Democrats on how they need to convince the American people that they are the ones who are moving the economy forward? Exactly, Roland. And part of this, I think, is uh, preaching a lot of what you just said. What we're looking at is a Republican apparatus that is extremely strong when it comes to communication. Um, it doesn't matter that they're spewing lies, that they are not uh, being honest in a lot of the, the graphics and the things that they are showing. But more importantly, for Democrats, um, we keep operating on the defense instead of jumping out there, getting the information out front. I think that what needs to be said is a translation of exactly what's in the infrastructure bill and what that means to people on the ground, what that means in terms of jobs opportunities, what it means in terms of skills training, what it means in terms of living wage jobs, what it means in terms of clean water, um, what it means in terms of providing for roads, rail, bridges, and eradicating a lot of what we know and what you've talked about on this show before in terms of the, the racism that has been baked into our highway systems and our road systems that have blocked um, African Americans in particular from job opportunities and economic opportunities and housing in places across this country. And those things still very much exists to this day. With that being said, I also think that what we saw Joe Biden do today, for instance, going to Baltimore, touting the importance of this, this infrastructure bill, this has to happen across the United States. It has to happen in red states. It has to happen in blue states. It has to happen in purple states. They also need to partner with local businesses and organizations. They have to partner with black chambers of commerce. There has to be conversation with the individuals who help drive and push for the final vote. We know that that came from the Congressional Black Caucus. We know that the Divine Nine played a, a very significant role in this. And they have to play a significant role as we continue to roll this out as well. And I say that, Roland, because at the end of the day, the Democratic Party is its, it's most willing and most participatory group that gets them to the finish line is black people. And one of the reasons why we saw such a grave loss in Virginia is because we did not see democratic appeals to black voters. If you really want to ensure that there is going to be a, a finish line that um, Democrats are going to be able to maintain seats and, and gain seats during the midterms, then they're going to have to make sure that they are responsive to the black community and the black voters. And I think there's a lot within this infrastructure um, bill that will be signed into law that is going to directly affect the black community in a positive way. We're just going to have to wait and see if the Democratic Party and the White House can actually get their communication strategy together to actively and effectively be able to communicate that.
Well, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, I think about uh, President Barack Obama and his stimulus plan. Uh, they built a number of things in Elkhart, Indiana. Uh, the Republicans won that. And the Democrats did not go in saying, hey, Elkhart, we built this, 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 this. This is, this is like basic fundamentals. You stamp your name on everything. All of the things that Democrats criticized Trump about, look, the, all that dude cared about was attention. He cared about getting all the credit. Guess what? From a marketing standpoint, that's what you're supposed to do. You have to sell it. You have to brand it. If you're Biden-Harris, you stamp your name on everything. You let the public know this stuff did not, would not have gotten done if Democrats did not push it. That's how you win the messaging game. Absolutely. Right now, there is a settlement in Israel that has Trump's name on it that he had absolutely nothing to do with. But he utilized that to be able to tell Jewish people, hey, the Republican Party, the Trump administration is here for you. I think that what we have to recognize and what the Democratic Party has to recognize more particularly is that you can't keep touting this bipartisan, bipartisan, bipartisan. You pull people along by their teeth to ensure that you would get some of those uh, some of those votes. But at the end of the day, Democrats were the ones who designed this. Democrats need to go into the states across this country, again, whether they're red states, blue states, whatever, because this infrastructure bill that is going to be law is going to help Americans. It doesn't matter whether those Americans voted for Joe Biden or they did not. This is going to help Americans writ large. And they're going to have to sell it. And they're going to have to remind people of it. And they're going to have to put their stamp on it. They're going to have to be everywhere and consistently talk about this. Every single week was infrastructure week, and we never saw an infrastructure bill. We never saw an infrastructure law get passed while um, former President Trump was in office. But he talked about it every single week. We finally have something when it comes to infrastructure. That the American people have been fighting for for the past four decades. And it's going to be up to the Biden administration and his and his acolytes to get out in the streets and have this conversation and ensure that people know what's going on, ensure that his name is on everything and that these conversations are happening so that people will not forget. It's, it's, it is imperative because the midterm elections are next November. At the end of the day, we all know that Americans have very short memories. It is what it is. You're going to have to keep pressing this as much as possible. Job gains, what that means for states, get out there, have those conversations, be full frontal, because if Republicans were doing it right now, they would take the credit and they would be running with it and running circles around anyone else. Scott. <clears throat> hey, Amisha, good seeing you again. You know, one of the things that makes the Republicans so uh, powerful in their marketing and branding is they've got a television station called Fox News that's just dedicated to it. And it makes it easier for them to do that. And I know there's some progressive uh, left uh, news stations or cable stations, but none that are pro so profoundly over the top for Democrats that are on a bash it about marketing and branding Democratic initiatives. Uh, how do the Dem Democrats rebut? that new Fox News channel, when they're doing the marketing and branding and the wins that the Fox News channel won't get them for, they'll couch it as a Republican win, if you will. But what more do the Democrats need to do? Because that's a publicity machine for Republicans and Trump that just never stops giving. 
You, you're absolutely right. Um, Fox is literally an arm of the RNC and the Republican Party. They're, that, yeah. That's not news, yeah. and that's that's what they operate as. There is not a there is not that equivalent on the um, uh, on the liberal side at all. And I think that, as you said, that makes things very difficult. But there are some avenues where Democrats can really make inroads. We saw a lot of those movements with. Um, we saw a lot of those movements across social media. I think that it's still very impactful to have those conversations. But Democrats need to do it where it is not said in these poli politically analytical conversations. I think that mm -hmm. part of the Democrats' issue with messaging is that they talk to um, the, 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 the Ivy Leaguers. That is their general audience when they're designing <laughs> their messaging. And that really, really hurts them. Because the average American, you know, be, be it as it may, um, newspapers are written on, what, the seventh grade level? Um, the average American is down mm -hmm. to the third grade level. Yeah. They're going yeah. to Fourth, read things in small sound. Fourth grade. And it has to be illustrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate really it. I, I agree and with I you. I don't think that we've. I don't think Democrats have honestly figured that point out yet. And that's that was one of the problems with getting people on board with the infrastructure package to begin with. It was not written in the speak where people understood how it would actually help them. And I think that that's one of the things that we really have to do. We have to see it in local newspapers. We have to see it in local radio. We have to see it on local news. There has to be conversations within these community groups. We talked about the affinity groups. There has to be people like the like the National Urban League and the Urban Leagues at the local level. There has to be those organizations that are also carrying this conversation out in the community. We've seen members do it as well. This has to be a multilateral partnership between the administration as well as those on the state and local level who are going to be trusted messengers throughout the community. That's the only way you're yeah. able to combat a cycle that's 24-7 like Fox News happens to be. That's right. You know, Amisha, I also think All right, think then. Amisha, uh, 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 May I ask another question? Go ahead. I'll be quiet. Um, also, Go ahead. I also think the Democrats, with these two separate bills, was, it was just very confusing at the fourth grade level. What was in each bill, what the House was doing versus the Senate, and that's complicated to break down at the fourth grade level. And so I think that was another issue that was misleading and confusing about uh, this great work they did on the uh, infrastructure bill. It was, it was, and I'll agree with you there. There was so much conflict around what was in one versus what was in the other, as well as why they weren't um, originally joined together and what was going to be parsed out and what was going to be left, yeah. uh, what was left in the bills in general after Manchin and Cinema kind of decided uh, what they were going to stand by and what they weren't. But in addition to that, I think that because there seemed to be, or at least the mainstream media, um, focused in on these rifts between liberal members of the, of the party as well as moderate members of the party, instead of focusing in on the fact that Republicans never really even came to the table. Um, it really set a exactly. stage yeah. for Democrats in general because it looked like Democrats were a lot more fractured than they happened to be when Republicans weren't even coming to play ball at all. Well, again, that's what happens when you allow the process through to dominate. Uh, Misha Cross, we certainly appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, folks, we come back. Some breaking news. There's a settlement in the Flint water crisis. We'll tell you about it and how much we're talking. It's hundreds of millions of dollars. That is next right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered, broadcasted live from Los Angeles on the Black Star Network.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Alexa, play our favorite song again. Okay.
Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Hi, I'm B.B. Winans. Hey, I'm Dolly Simpson. What's up? I'm Lance Gross, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Johnson was reported missing on May 25th, 2021. The 16 year old is missing from Radcliffe, Kentucky. She is five feet, five inches tall, weighs 155 pounds, has brown eyes and black hair that was braided when she disappeared. Camara wore a pink hoodie, black sweats with a red, white stripe and black vans with flames. She was not wearing her glasses at the time she went missing. If you have any information on Camaria's whereabouts, please call the Radcliffe Police Department at 270-351-4470. That's 270-351-4470. Uh, all right, folks, uh, just a couple of hours ago, uh, this breaking news came in. That is, a judge has approved a $600 million settlement uh, in the Flint water crisis. Go to my iPad, please. Uh, this is from the Detroit News. Uh, the U.S. District Judge Judith Levy uh, gave final approval to the 626.25 million, million settlement with victims uh, of the Flint uh, water crisis. And um, most of those resources are going to actually go to uh, the young folks who have been impacted uh, by that. Uh, as you know, we've talked about this uh, on the show here, uh, how young people were impacted. Uh, and this is from the actual settlement right here. About 80% of the settlement, go to my iPad, please. About 80% of the settlement, we go to individuals who were minors who are minors when first exposed to contaminated water, including 65% for kids six and younger. 10% of the settlement money is going to go for children aged 7 to 11, and 5% for youth ages 12 to 17. All of the minors will get a share of the settlement. Some will get a greater amount depending on the extent uh, of their injuries. And so that's what's happening uh, in their case. Again, $626.25 million settlement uh, in the Flint uh, water crisis. And so uh, hopefully, uh, and again, we, we're talking about uh, you know, that's going to go on for quite some time. Now, here's also from the rest of the deal of the remaining roughly 20% of the settlement, 15% go to my iPad, 15% will go to adults with injuries sustained in the crisis, 3% for adults with property damage, 0.5% for economic losses to businesses, and 2% for special education services. About 35 million will be set aside in a trust fund for, quote, forgotten children those in foster care or others who may not have, an, have who may not have an opportunity to apply for compensation those individuals can apply for compensation from the fund when they reach the age of 19 and so uh, that breaking news uh, out of the state of Michigan and so uh we're certainly uh, glad to hear that let's talk about uh, folks, uh, the case of Julius Jones uh, in Oklahoma. Uh, folks, he sits eight days away from being put to death. Now, here's what's interesting. The Pardon and Paroles Board, on two separate occasions, they have actually said he should be of a commuted sentence, okay? He should not be put to death. They say there are way too many questions. Here's the problem. He's waiting on Governor Kevin Stitt to grant his recommended clemency. 
Again, his execution is eight days away. Supreme Court refused to stop executions in Oklahoma, even though they have botched several uh, in the past. Okay, now, here's what's strange, again, about this particular story here. The governor, he's a, we saw this post uh, with, uh, with our friend Tiffany Lofton. The governor, he's been meeting with the family of the man who was killed and not the family of Julius Jones. This is the same governor who said there should have been a clemency hearing before he would make a decision. Well, guess what? There was a clemency hearing, and they decided that he should not be put to death. Uh, uh, this is crazy, uh, Scott, to see what's going on here with this governor, okay? He says, okay, you know what? I'm not going to make a decision. There should be a clemency hearing. Guess what? They vote again. The same recommendation. Now, oh, I still haven't quite decided where Julius Jones, every single day, is moving closer and closer to being put to death. Yeah, I, I think the optics are bad on this, but I also think the government, I'm sorry, the governor certainly has an obligation or an opportunity uh, prior eight days and within these eight days to consult with the family, not to decide based on what the family tells him, but to get a bunch of information and to listen and to render a determination. That determination, it would be unusual for the governor to turn down or reject the clemency board's recommendation. Uh, I think it's not so much politics. I think it's people, him wanting to say that he talked to these various groups before he renders an ultimate decision. Race may play a factor in it, but I would really be surprised if the governor, governor rejected two clemency votes to uh, commute a sentence. And so it's taking a little longer than it should be. But in the end, uh, the Supreme Court doesn't have to rule on it because the power lies with the governor and the clemency board. And the clemency board has uh, rendered its decision or rather recommendation. So expect it to happen. But here's what's so crazy here, Robert. The governor made this big deal out of, no, I don't want to have to sit here, make a decision. It should, we should have uh, the, uh, the, the board have a full mm -hmm. clemency hearing. They had a full clemency hearing. They heard from the family. They heard from the prosecutors. They heard from Julius Jones' attorneys, and they voted three to one again, recommending his sentence be commuted to life in prison, the possibility of parole. Governor Kevin Stitt, what the hell are you doing? Well, look, this, this is part of the reason I think we're going to have to have uh, federal action on, on many of these things, because you cannot depend uh, and put so much power in the, into the hands of individual governors. We're going to have to have some sorts of regulations to determine what exactly states can and cannot do to individuals. We have an Eighth Amendment, which apparently is completely pointless to the Constitution. If many of these actions are not cruel and unusual punishment, uh, executing individuals, injecting them with poison, uh, elect, uh, you know, firing squads, as some states have, uh, solitary confinement for decades at a time. Uh, and we're not going to actually enforce the Eighth Amendment and get, get rid of it altogether and just go back to having the Star Chamber and medieval types of, of torture. Uh, we This is one of those places where I think the social justice movement has to go next. Uh, back a decade ago, I ran for office. I ran for office for one reason, which was because they were about to execute Troy Davis uh, here in the state of Georgia. And I felt that it was our responsibility to get involved in public service to try to stop that from happening. We have to make this the compelling narrative of the next uh, of this next election cycle and make sure the Democrats understand while they're in, in power that they have the ability to push this issue, to federalize many of the uh, many of these state-level uh, uh, abuses and ensure that going forward, we do not have this type of system 
system, which is beneath that of many third world countries. But how the hell do we uh, talk to Iran or to China or to any of these other nations or North Korea about their justice system when we have these abuses in our system and people are still being treated the same way they were a thousand years ago? And this has to be a priority because right now we get so caught up in minutia. How the hell is critical race theory a bigger issue than cruel and unusual punishment in our criminal justice system? Well, and here's the deal, uh, Scott, uh, this story out of Tennessee, uh, where a judge uh, found that a death row inmate's trial was tainted with racism and has resentenced him to life in prison. Thirty years after Abu Ali Abdul Rahman's original sentence in 1987 for murder, Judge Monty Watkins changed the conviction because Watkins ruled Abdul Rahman's rights to a fair trial was violated. Prosecutors from the initial trial told the judge that they excluded a black college-educated preacher from the jury pool because he appeared, quote, uncommunicative and uneducated. But they chose less educated white jurors. <clears throat> Davidson County District Attorney proposed a deal on Abdul Rahman's behalf to change his execution sentence to three life sentences. Now, Abdul Rahman, he was set to be executed on April 9, 2020, was halted due to the uh, pandemic. Uh, the state attorney general's office could still appeal the resentencing. This right here, Scott, is why many people say get rid of the death penalty. That because it is not foolproof. Yes, there are people who have committed heinous crimes, the likes of Dylan Roof and others, who we, many of us could personally believe, hey, should be put to death when they have taken life. But the problem is when you have these cases, these examples, where, if, and here's the deal, in this case here, uh, this gentleman, he's not saying, I didn't do it. The judge is simply saying racism was a part of this case, and so pull off the execution and make it life imprisonment. That's why people who believe in get rid of the death penalty say you should not have a death penalty in the United States. It should simply be life in prison. Well, it's, it's an imperfect system made more imperfect by racism in the criminal justice system. Racism lives in the criminal justice system. In this case, Ronman, uh, he would have been dead had it not been for COVID. And there was another issue that caused a delay that had nothing to do with his legal status before then. So he was supposed to be in the death penalty. He was supposed to have died twice. Now, the other unique thing about the Ronman case is that the prosecutors came forward and admitted this. Very often, like in the Jimmy Gardner case, the prosecution didn't concede anything, and they lied, and they had their witnesses lie. Here, the prosecution stepped up and said, we violated the jury rules, and we violated his due process rights, and how we picked the jury. I don't know whether it was before Batson v. Kentucky or afterwards, but so you had this admission, and, 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 and the judge agreed with them. Now, in the Ronman case, there's an issue where the government may appeal that somehow the judge doesn't have the authority to change it from the death penalty to life imprisonment. That's the other part of the story, that nobody knows what the outcome will be, but it's not over yet. And so that the, if the prosecution appeals the judge's ability to do this, which makes no sense whatsoever, he might, you might be looking at a legal appeal that could put him back in life jeopardy or even legal jeopardy. So this is a case, Roland, we need to come back to uh, and watch it closely. Um, again, it's so many folks uh, 
uh, when you talk about these cases, Robert, that greatly impact mm -hmm. African-Americans, when you look at these death penalty cases, is typically black people who are the ones on uh, the receiving end of being unjustly uh, sentenced to death, uh, having, uh, uh, having their uh, sentences commuted, or even being released from prison for crimes they simply did not commit. Well, oh, rolling to that point, you know, Barry Sheck uh, and the Innocence Project does, does great work on yeah. this, but there's no way for there to be enough of them uh, to fight these cases. And this is why I'm going to go back to that point. Uh, we, we need to be having federal action on cruel and unusual punishment in our criminal justice system. There's absolutely no compelling state interest in killing people. There is a question, actually, as to whether or not constitutionally they, uh, our country even has the power to sentence someone to death under the Constitution and the Eighth Amendment. Look, the death penalty does not deter a single person from committing a crime. When somebody's committing a murder, nobody thinks, well, I might get the death penalty. They've done study after study for decades. There's no deterrent effect of the death penalty. You don't save money by uh, sentencing someone to death. It's actually more expensive because of the number of appeals and the amount of work that goes, mm -hmm. uh, goes into actually sentencing someone to death. There's no public policy reason for doing it, uh, because all you're really doing, if you look at the purposes of punishment— of anybody who went to law school your first year uh, class, those purposes of punishment, all you're doing is bloodlust and retribution. We're supposed to, you're not rehabilitating, you're not uh, you're not teaching a lesson, you're not uh, stopping anything. All you're doing is bloodlust. This is old school eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, uh, biblical justice that people still want. So the fact that we still do this in the 21st century, there's a spaceship getting ready to take off later on tonight uh, to take some space as astronauts to the space station. You cannot have a spaceship going to outer space and still be killing people in the same country. We got to revise this, and we have to get this on the political agenda. There's no reason that uh, uh, Ted Cruz will be tweeting about Elmo and, uh, and Big Bird, and we're not taking the killing of individuals by the state as a larger issue. Yeah, not perfect. Uh, folks, not let's, perfect talk about, uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about. Uh, the let's talk about the top of the cop. Uh, who, um, of course, fired the fatal shot that killed Breonna Taylor. He wants his job back. Uh, Miles Cosgrove made his initial appearance before the Louisville Metro Police Mis Merit Board. Uh, next month, during a five-day hearing, he will try to convince the panel why uh, she should be reinstated to uh, the force. Hmm. The board will make a decision on January 5th, 2022, exactly one year from the day Cosgrove was fired from the police department. Uh, it was Taylor, a black EMT who was asleep in bed with her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, on March 13th, 2020, when three undercover Louisville cops burst into her home uh, firing weapons. And so uh, we will uh, see uh, what happens uh, with that story. Also, folks, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, uh, she has been meeting uh, in France uh, with uh, the president of France, uh, as well as other officials, uh, on a uh, tour uh, there with one of our uh, allies. This is a video uh, that uh, the White House actually put out. See my iPad. Let's simply restart it, please. Here we go. Some of the most significant discoveries in science on any issue from rabies to, to HIV/AIDS to breast cancer to mRNA and, and what we do around vaccines and pandemics have, have occurred here in collaboration with French scientists, American scientists, scientists around the world coming together. Some of the most significant 
discoveries and All right, folks. And so uh, we will uh, uh, have more of uh, her visit uh, to France, a meeting with uh, French officials uh, on tomorrow's show. Got to go to a break. We come back. More on Roland Martin Unfiltered right here, broadcasting live from Los Angeles on the Black Star Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Alexa, play our favorite song again. Okay.
that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Ooh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Once upon a time, there lived a princess with really long hair who was waiting for a prince to come save her. But really, who has time for that? Let's go. I'm myself. I'm she ordered herself a ladder with Prime One Day Delivery, and she was out of there. Now, her hairdressing empire is killing it. And the prince, well, who cares? Prime changes everything. I'm Chrisette Michelle. Hi, I'm Chaylee Rose, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Welcome back to Roller Martin Unfiltered. Uh, let's go to Georgia. Uh, where the three white men on trial for a killing uh, Mont Aubrey uh, continues. Uh, the man who called uh, police to report Aubrey inside a house under construction testified today, and he gave jurors a new perspective of what happened moments before Aubrey was chased down by these three white men. Watch this. February 23rd has been to the house multiple times. And that's what it said on the call, but it might have been the heat of the moment. And, you know, it's, I can't say who it was, that guy, or just something that looks like it's what I probably meant to say. Okay, so you didn't know who that male was standing in the yard when you saw Look Down Jones. No. But to you, he looked like the guy you had seen in the video. Right. And you knew that this guy who you saw in the video had actually been to the house not just that one time, but a bunch of times. Right. Again, you didn't know if it was the same guy, but it was enough to pique your interest to walk down Jones. Yes, sir. Okay. In fact, you tell the uh, Glen County non-emergency number, he's been caught on the camera a bunch before at night. That's what you said in the call we just heard. That's what I said, yeah. Okay. It's kind of an ongoing thing out here. It had been. From that guy. Well, at least I, the guy I, can't, I can't say it was that guy, just somebody that fit that description. Okay. So you felt like this guy had been there before, you saw a video of it, and he's here again. Or at least this, it, you suspected he's here again. I suppose. Okay. And that's what you told the police. Yeah. He came down Jones and then went down Satilla. Right. Is that the same way that Mr. Arbery had run? Yes. What'd you find? I saw a police car, saw Mr. Arbery laying on the street. I saw Miss Greg and Travis there. What did you do? I stopped and went home as, you know, it's kind of a shocking scene, you know. And did you ride your bicycle back home? I did. Did Greg Michael ever indicate to you at that time that he thought Ahmaud Arbery, the guy, had committed a crime that day? No, ma'am. 
So he didn't say the guy committed the crime of this. No, ma'am. And when he said to you that numerous occasions the guy has broken into a house over there, they've got him on video, what house was Greg McMichael talking about? A house down the road that was under construction. Okay, so he's not talking about his home at 230 Satilla Drive. No, ma'am. All right. While speaking with you, did Greg McMichael ever use the word burglary? No, ma'am. Did he ever use the word trespass? No, ma'am. Did he ever tell you while you're talking to him that he was attempting to make a citizen's arrest? No, ma'am. Did he ever even use the word arrest? No, ma'am. Did he ever even use the word detain? No, ma'am. All right. Did he ever tell you that, oh, we were going to detain this guy and wait for the police to come and investigate? No, ma'am. Did he ever tell you, oh, by the way, I saw Mr. Arbery throwing stuff out of his pockets as he ran? No, ma'am. All right, at this point, you've pivoted away. Do you spend some more time at the scene? Uh, a little bit, yes. All right. And what did you do then for the rest of the day? Did you stay at that scene or did you leave that scene? No, ma'am. Um, once our investigative division... What's his name? The one who owns this house. Now, when you say the one who owns this house, what house are you referring to? The house that was under construction a few doors down from his home. Okay. And what was his answer to you? I have no idea. Never met him. Never met him. Okay. What is the next question that you asked Greg McMichael? Did this guy break into a house today? And what did Greg McMichael say in response from line 8 to line 13? Well, that's just it. I don't know. That's what I told. I told what's her name out there. I said, listen, you might want to go knock on doors down there because this guy had just done something that he was fleeing from. And I don't know, you know, you might have gone, he may, might have gone in somebody else's house. Okay. Or somebody's house. Here's what's so crazy about this case robert you hear well he did something we don't know what he did <laughs> right we don't know what it took he was right it was something why the hell are you chasing somebody and using lethal force when there's no reason whatsoever i think as this case goes every day it's just to me now granted you never know what these juries are going to do but another nail in a coffin of what the hell were y'all chasing this black man for? And look, Roland, I've tried cases against Lisa before, the prosecutor right there. Compare that cross-examination, and I want people at home, take that clip right there and compare it to the cross-examination and the Kyle Rittenhouse case to see the difference. Do you see how she had a list? She said the sentence, yes, no answer, no. She says the sentence, yes, no answer, yes. No narrative responses, no. Well, what did you, what did you have for breakfast that day? 
Uh, well, why, why'd you let the guy hit you in the head? None of that. That is how you do a cross-examination. That is how you, uh, they say, pin somebody to the cross on cross-examination. That's how you make sure that the point gets across. In the same way you came away with a completely different uh, 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 interpretation of guilt or innocence because of the way she conducted that cross-examination versus the Rittenhouse case, is exactly what the juries will see in that case. If you had had that same prosecutor down there in Glenn County, Georgia, from Cobb County, up there in Kenosha, Wisconsin, you will probably have a very different case taking place because that's how you're supposed to do it. And yeah, allow, it's allowing people to see exactly why it's important to have competent prosecutors in these cases. But, but Robert, I hate to do this to you. <laughs> she was doing a direct of her police officer. But your point is correct. Yeah, same point, same. She was doing the direct. Same point, point Same idea. Same Take point. your list, go through it. Yeah. Right. And she had a list that she was checking off. And you and I wouldn't even have a list. We'd probably have some some cliff notes or, or mm. words on a card or something. But but you're you're absolutely right about that. But but this is this is the bizarre, this is what the jury's never gonna be able to get around and, and for the defense. What were they chasing him for? He was seen at an unconstructed or house under construction. He didn't take anything. Maybe he just liked to go to the house. I don't know. He ran and was jogging. And again, this is such white privilege and racism. If he were white, would they have taken off chastening? No. They would have said, that's Jimbo jogging every other day or something. But because he's black and they don't see us as human beings, these good old boys get in the pickup truck with their shotguns because he's black, he's young, he's big, he's dangerous, and he had to do something because otherwise... Why he running through our neighborhood like that? I mean, this is just blatant racism and white privilege. And so then this kid is dead. They shot him because they cornered him, and then he grabbed the shotgun in his defense. In all of these cases, there's this negative narr narrative, and the shooter is driving the negative narrative. And now they're on, on, on their defendants, and they want the jury to then cloak them with all of these protections to say, uh, I was, it was self-defense, whether it's Rittenhouse or these good old boys on Arbery's case, that I had these protections. But the question is, but for you, the defendants, and but for your guns, right, the victims would not have been killed. There would be no incident. There would be no arrest. But for you and your reckless and criminal mm. conduct, there is no defense to that if you're driving that negative criminal narrative. It'll be interesting to see what the juries do, but this is all this is all negative behavior by the defendants that I don't think either one ought to be able to get around, Roland. I just really don't. And, Scott, to, to that point, uh, even uh, I want people to understand this. Even if Ahmaud Arbery had been running down the street holding an AC unit and a big screen TV in the other hand, you still can't shoot him. That's still, He's that's still, still innocent, too. He's still innocent. So e even if the McMichaels had thought or had proof that he had committed a crime, guess what? Even under Georgia's old self-defense law, that is still not right. justification to use lethal force to stop, a, uh, to stop a property crime. That's just not the way even the law has now been repealed. But even the old law, it wouldn't have been justified under that. So I think in this case, uh, it, like, you never know what a jury is going to do. You don't like to call mm -hmm. things early. But the, it, it's going to take a hell of a defense argument 
uh, to get around some of these facts that have come out during or, the prosecution's case in chief. Or better yet, watch this. All Let's right, say folks. you caught him and you didn't and you didn't shoot him. What are you gonna do? You're just gonna <laughs> you're gonna interrogate him. You're gonna, you're gonna rope him up. have anything on him. He's running. He's, he's jogging. You're gonna call the police and then you're gonna try to convince the police that somehow he's in the wrong place. That's his crime. He was running while black. He was running in the wrong community. And that kid dead now. And you get your arms and head around that in 2021 as a black man in America. America's promise of freedom, justice, yep. and equality, it's an unfulfilled promise by its own people, by white folks who have privilege and don't see us as human beings. It's an awful case, Roland. It's an awful case. Uh, it is. All right, folks, going to go to a break. We come back. Wait till I tell you what these four Seattle cops who were involved in the January 6th insurrection want to do. You want to <laughs> know about white police privilege? That's mm -hmm. next on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Broadcasting from Los Angeles on the Black Star Network. Back in a moment. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Alexa, play our favorite song again. Okay. saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like really loves. I'm Bill Duke. This is Diala Riddle. And you're watching Roland Martin. Unfiltered. Stay woke. Like, I don't need any flashbacks. Oh, y'all. Y'all, welcome back to... Uh, y'all supposed to stay on this... Y'all supposed to stay on that shot. Why y'all switch so soon? Y'all know I wasn't ready to talk yet. All right, y'all. Welcome back, Roland Barton Unfiltered. Let me... Uh, y'all want to hear some crazy... This Look, I keep telling y'all the, the, the privileged <laughs> attitude of a lot of these cops. So check this out. There were four Seattle police officers who participated in the January 6th insurrection. They now are appealing to the Washington State Supreme Court because they don't want their identities to be released. The attorney representing the officers, okay, said the cops had a First Amendment right to attend a political rally. And releasing their names could subject them to potential violence and harassment. You mean like the violence and harassment we're seeing right now? It took place on January 6th against other cops. The ACLU, they filed a Public Records Act request for the city's Office of Police Accountability investigation into the officers' activities on January 6th. 
They believe the public has a right to know who the officers are. The case will decide if their anonymity is protected under the state's public records law. The court must also decide whether the officers can continue their court filings anonymously. The case was taken under advisement by the high court and will be ruled upon later. I mean, this is the crazy thing that happens, that keeps happening, Robert, where police officers think they're, and they operate, they're two forms of justice. One for them, one for the rest of us. You're absolutely correct. And I think that this January 6th investigation, uh, they've done a very good job of getting to the bottom of some of these lower-level people who attended the rallies. And these officers kind of are lumped into that lower-level group of people. But I think the focus is going to have to be the folks who are on the other side of that barrier and how we're going to bring them to justice. The, the police officers, those Capitol Police officers who we saw on video opening up the gates and letting people in. They want the Congress members who are escorting people around, showing them around around the Capitol prior to it happening. Uh, the Congress people who are tweeting out the location of the Speaker of the House and the Vice President for the mob mm. to come murder. Those are the people we need to be getting at. Who paid for all these rednecks to get to Washington, D.C.? Them hotels are not cheap. <laughs> who, who paid for all those buses for them? Who paid for the hotel? Who fed them? Who organized this? We've got a, none of that information. So you're getting a lot of low-level people on trespassing violations, um, disorderly conduct violations, those sorts of things. This is not getting to the bottom of who started and uh, what was behind this insurrection? And do you think all those people just went home and said, well, I guess it didn't work that time. I guess we'll go back to civil society. No, they're just waiting for their next opportunity to do this again. And now, because that was the dry run, now they understand what they did wrong and what has to happen. So what happens if that exact same mob comes back in 2022 or 2024, when we're inaugurating the uh, the next Democratic president? Uh, what's going to stop those people from coming back, this time armed, this time with maps, this time with a real plan to execute it and not simply uh, uh, this riot that took place, uh, because right now, if you're not getting the leadership, if you're not getting the people who coordinate, if you're not getting the money people behind it, then these officers and others just like them are going to be able to do this again, and there's no recourse for the American people to defend their democracy. Mm -hmm. Scott? Yeah, you know, Roman, um, <laughs> this is an illogical lawsuit. Actually, it's a stupid lawsuit. I guess the Supreme Court will take, take it up at the state level. But here's the deal. You have a right to protest. You have a First Amendment right to gather and to express yourself. Then how come you don't have a right for the public to know your identity since you're on TV attacking the Capitol? You can't have it both ways. Either you're going to have your protection of First Amendment and to express yourself, but you are a public figure doing a public act, and it's on video. In fact, one of the officers, maybe two of them, posted videos of themselves at the rally and after the rally. It's not, it's on social media as well. And so if you have that First Amendment right to express yourself, well, why do you want to hide your identity then? You don't want to hide your words. You don't want to hide your treasonous conduct. You don't want to hide, you argue that you didn't participate, but I would suggest if you were at the Capitol, you were part and parcel of whatever was going on around there. Why are you afraid of the people knowing who you are? You're going to be afraid of violence? Well, again, here you go. You drove that narrative, negative narrative. And by the way, people know already. You're on a video. Your friends and family and community people know who you are. So it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But that white police privilege and a pretty dumb argument, it'll be interesting to see what the Supreme Court does with it. 
But I don't think they've got a snowball's chance of convincing the Supreme Court that their identity is not relevant, appropriate, or material, or important to the public on the journalistic standards. It just makes no sense whatsoever. I uh, want to talk about white privilege. Check this out. A white California lawyer wants to stop the transfer of Bruce's beach from the L.A. County to descendants of the Bruce family. Uh, this is crazy. Joseph Ryan, who is known for flying the Confederate flag, is questioning right. the constitutionality of the land transfer. In September, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill allowing the land to be given back to the Bruce family. In 1912, the Bruce family purchased the land, and it made it into a successful black-friendly resort but the city confiscated the land citing eminent domain. The preliminary hearing for the lawsuit is set for January. Law, even when you sit here and have uh, the California Assembly pass uh, this thing <laughs> and make it law, uh, you, you got the white supremacy who's still trying to stop black folks from doing something, Scott. You know, whenever you pass legislation at the state or federal level, you know there's a committee report, right? <laughs> there's a legal sufficiency report. Right? There's a financial impact statement, right? And then the governor does the same thing before he signs it, right? And this was, and, and if you take it by eminent domain, you took it away from black folks 100 years ago, the state and the governor and the council, or I'm sorry, the, the uh, state house has the right to take it again or give it to whomever they want to give it to for whatever reason, right? It's a call to legislative act to get it done, and the governor signed it. And what's even sillier about this is that there's some constitutional violation. That might be interesting if he comes up with a creative argument. But the idea that black people were not oppressed or this wasn't taken uh, due to racial oppression is just downright silly. And by the way, even if they even if they took it, the state still has a right to give it back to them or give it to whoever or whomever they want to give it to. So it really doesn't make any sense. I mean, he... He loves this Confederate flag. He says he just raises it to honor the, the, the South and to honor that part of our history. Yeah, okay. You just keep up with that <laughs> argument. I hope he spends a lot Robert, of money trying to convince Robert. the of that. Well, well, you know, I think this lawsuit is really Robert. about trying to. I think this lawsuit is really about trying to stop the proliferation of this nationwide. Because for every state, for the most part, has a Bruce's Beach. Uh, if you look at Atlanta, you know, right where Lake Lanier is, that used to be Oscarville, a, a prominent black community. Uh, if you look at the national highway system, many states, uh, those highways go directly through black communities, black houses. And this is in the 1930s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. So those the railroads too. Yeah, the railroads. Those people's descendants are. Are still alive, and those people will have a claim. If, if uh, so, they're trying to uh, use this suit to try to stop this because if this goes forward, they're going to see people petitioning every state, saying, "Look, y'all put a highway over my house. Y'all sank my uh, my grandparents' house under a lake. Y'all put a railroad and a freight depot over using eminent <coughs> domain." There's a point in time in the 80s and 90s where it got to the point they were using uh, eminent domain to build shopping malls and taking away uh, housing to build retail districts um, for predominantly wealthy people. So I think this is going to be uh, the kind of the tipping of that iceberg, the, the, the tip of that iceberg, where we're going to start diving down and seeing how much generational wealth had been stolen from black people, not 150, 200 years ago, like they always try to argue, my family never owned slaves, so I should—no, no, this is like your childhood. When you were watching Leave it to Beaver, they were building highways over black communities, mm -hmm. and those have to be repaid. 
All right, folks. Uh, Got to go to a break. We come back. Our Tech Talk segment. Uh, the uh, black founder uh, of a company has created these uh, Bluetooth uh, earphones. Uh, we're going to talk about that next. Many of you are walking around with uh, with those uh, earbuds. You might check this out. That's next. The Roller Martin Unfiltered, broadcasting live from Los Angeles on the Black Star Network. Ain't no show cooler than this. Spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. It's something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Betty is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now, she's free to become Bear Hug Betty. Settle in, kids. You'll be there a while. Ooh, where you going? Hey, I'm Cupid, the maker of the Cupid Shuffle and the Wham Dance. What's going on? This is Tobias Trevelyan. And if you're ready, you are listening to and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. <laughs> Go to slider, go to slider. Something, something. All right. So we always, I'm, I'm always listening to some uh, music during our break. So I'm glad to have y'all back. All right, folks. So every Wednesday we got Tech Talk, uh, where we feature African Americans who are in the um, tech space. Many of them, of course, uh, you may not know about. That's why we do this segment here. And so uh, tonight's founder has a line of ultra thin wireless Bluetooth in-ear stereos. Sound developed by experts in the music industry. Welcome, Orlando P Prendergast. He's the founder of Zuka Sound, joining us from Toronto, Canada. Orlando, how you doing? I'm very good, Roland. How are you, sir? Uh, doing great. All right, so I'm a, I'm a huge uh, music fan. I'm always, I travel a lot. I'm always looking for a uh, great sound. So uh, tell me about uh, this Zuka Sound. Tell me about uh, these, uh, these uh, in-ear uh, stereos. Uh, what's so great about them? Well, um, the greatest thing about them is that it's quality. Um, we, we sourced raw material that we can offer quality for uh, very reasonable prices to our consumers. So um, aside from that, um, you know, the sound. The sound is very unique. It's got our ZSTS uh, technology, our tuning system, that uh, me and uh, a very good friend of mine we, we, we developed. And um, I just feel like we've got a, a niche where we can basically bring the, the studio where these artists spend a ton of time and energy and money in creating that masterpiece directly to the, the, the listener's ear. And I think uh, with Zuka, we've done that. 
So, you know, one of the things that we talk about that quality sound, you're absolutely right. Look, not not all uh, uh, earbuds are equal. Of matter of fact, there was one particular company. Uh, I, I got some um, um, some wireless earbuds, and uh, they had. Uh, and I got a problem saying it. It was, hey guys, bring me the earbuds on the corner right there. Uh, these MIFOs, and so it had an 05 and 07. And they proclaimed, oh my God, the 07, the 30% smaller, this great sound. And then when I got them, horrible sound. I couldn't even talk to somebody on the phone, and it was awful. Yeah. I did a full test, uh, and I posted it on Amazon. Uh, and, and, and that's the thing, when you, when you listen to music, I mean, I mean you really want to have that clarity uh, of the music. Uh, and that's why I, I test a lot of products all the time, whether you're talking about Bluetooth speakers or even the headphones, because that's really what uh, what you want. You, you want to feel it. You want to have have that have that, that that sensory, if you will, that sensory feel of the music. Exactly, and I agree with you. And you know what? It's it's really not their fault because in this industry, I've learned that you you have two options. You either enhance the, the voice recognition, meaning that when your phone rings, you, 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 uh, your, your uh, uh, device connects to that call. So you can either focus on a quality call or a quality sound. We focus on the quality of the sound. That's why we call it stereo. We, we, we purposely remove the phone and added stereo because when you hear stereo, you hear of music. And that's what Zuka is focusing on. I'm with my musical background. I, I I really want quality of music. I don't care about the call too much, although the technology and the components that is integrated into these devices will allow you to take calls, etc. But the difference, one of the the clear difference between so with yours, Zuka, so so yeah. with yours, you can use them to talk. Uh, but as you were develop developing it, your focus was more, let's make sure that the music part is A plus and the talk part is A minus or Ex secondary. Exactly. Exactly. And, and Got no it. other, from my research, no other brand has done that, which is why they call earphones. Uh, I, I want... First of all, how long have... Uh, first of all, how long did it take you to develop uh, these uh, these uh, Bluetooth in-stereo uh, uh, phones? Five long years, man. Five long years. Wow. Sleepless, yeah, sleepless nights and um, loss of a lot of money because this industry, although I spent 28 years in the music industry, the, the tech industry was very new to me. It, it came to me as a dare. Um, and you might know the guy that, that there, but I won't mention his name, but I, I'm sure off air you'll know who he is. He's very well known. He was the guy behind American Idol for the first 10 years um, in the audio engineering uh, space. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's... It, I, you know, the thing is, I really, really am passionate about giving quality for the price. I don't care if you pay $300 for a, a device, but please get $300 worth from that device. And that's really what our focus is, Roland.
Uh, questions uh, from panelists. Uh, Robert, what you got for Orlando? Could you talk a little bit about it? And, and thank you so much for joining us. Can you talk a little bit about how the development process, what you did in those five years? Uh, we've seen a lot of companies recently that have got into the tech space, but about their development process is taking a flight to Shanghai or Guangzhou or Ningbo, uh, picking up a product off the shelf and put it into a new box. Talk a little bit about how you developed this product and what differentiates it to, from some of those things on the market today. Right. So um, I must say, the, the sole that you see right now, the actual design is not ours. Due to COVID, we have six designs that are, that are ours, that are creative, original design. But the, 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 the sole was a design that was given to me, that was introduced to me by a manufacturer. He was haunting me for years to use this design. And finally, when COVID hit, and due to the, the computer chip shortage, the global computer chip shortage, and us being the little guy, we were really affected. So my original designs are not yet uh, launched or even produced as yet. But to, to answer your question, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, and, and I've never—my manufacturer it was in South Korea. I've never taken a trip there, but we've had long nights— Zoom calls, etc. Uh, they took my uh, input. They took my uh, instructions. And you know the process is like anything. You have to have tooling, proper tooling, uh, which you have to create from scratch, which is a lot of uh, financial investment and so forth. And then you know you have to search and source the proper components. These components are privy to the public. They're they're out there. You just have to source the the quality that you that you want. And of course, when you attach quality to anything, you're talking about cost. And um, you know, so the the five year process we've done that. Uh, unfortunately, we tried to launch three times prior to uh, to COVID. And again, we, us being the newcomers, we were always, you know, bounced back with regards to getting uh, our components manufactured and stuff like that. So with, with this launch and the fact that I really, really like this design and they gave us the opportunity to, to integrate our, our sound and given us a few things that is exclusive to our brand. And that's why I went ahead and utilized their design. It cut a lot of time. And I felt like um, with, the, with the current situation um, and, and the unfortunate um, uh, position that these essential workers are now in, uh, you know, from hero to zero in, in, in no time at all, I really wanted to do something in this sensitive environment to launch Zuka, and we we created the Soul to Soul campaign that will benefit the essential workers. All right, Scott, uh, your question. Hey, yeah, hey Orlando, welcome. Hi, uh, Scott. Thank you for thank you for joining us. Uh, part of your five year journey that include making sure you had your intellectual property rights and your ownership of this technology. That's always a big deal with tech products. And um, can you comment on that? What do you own? Yeah, what do you own? And do you have your IP rights in order? Yeah, we do. We do have our IP rights. Uh, it's not fully, fully uh, granted yet. You know, it's a process. Um, mm -hmm. The 
the the ZSTS uh, tuning system that we we created, um, you know, that's uh, that's a process that I really, <laughs> I, I, you know, my partner is a genius, Elliot Saran, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, him and I in the he's a professor actually. Um, uh, in audio engineering and uh, and a mm -hmm. musician, this guy's like Prince. He plays every instrument, but um, yeah, that's not fully granted yet. But we're definitely look, looking forward to it. And yes, well, we've been using. Yeah, real part quick, of our journey. If I may, uh, sorry, your IP rights not just in this country, but obviously all over the world because you've got so much competition, and that does take a lot of time. So good luck with it, and a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lawyer. I didn't ask for the money. All right yet, then. We'll look a <laughs> well, look. We'll look. We'll look Scott, at Landau. Hit me, up, hit me up. Hit me up off air, Scott. I'll hit you up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Roland, for connecting. Well, I'm uh, <laughs> Sir Orlando. Um, Sir Orlando, are folks able to purchase these right now? No, they're pre-ordered. Um, again, with the um, with the the COVID situation. Um, our, our mass production really just started, to be honest. Again, we were able to get um, okay. 200,000 of, of, of one of our components that we really needed to integrate and make our sound the quality that we, we wanted. So um, we, we've got uh, orders for over uh, fit the first 50,000 to be manufactured. So we will get... Um, we will get our first shipment within the next 40 days. So right now we're we're, okay. we're doing the the pre-ordering which you know Roland that that's not a new thing. The publishing space has been doing that pre-ordering thing for for decades and now the record labels are jumping on board, you know, before an artist drop a, a record they 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 pre-order. Right? And I guess that's the yeah. new business. Absolutely. All right, then. Well, look, I, I look forward to uh, uh, checking these out, listening to them. Uh, I am uh, quite finicky uh, when it comes to uh, my music. Uh, and so uh, I definitely uh, look forward uh, to testing these out, checking them out. Uh, and so certainly congratulations. And again, we need more African-Americans, more p people of color who are in the tech space and uh, who are owning. Uh, there are a lot of people out there who, who are on the marketing side, but it's a whole different ballgame when you're the owner. It's a whole different ball game, you know it, brother. Like Puffy says, I want to cut the checks. Absolutely. Or, 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 or as I say, uh, I want to endorse the checks. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go, That's man. It. Orlando, thanks so much. I appreciate it, Doc. Thanks a lot. Good luck. Thank you, man. I've been admiring you for years. Thank you, man. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. I will do. Will do. Thanks thank a lot. Thank you guys for having me. I want to me. thank Scott, Robert, and Monique. Thank you very much. I want to thank Scott, Robert, and Monique for joining us on today's show. Uh, folks, uh, it was, of course, a full show. We got a lot more uh, to break down tomorrow right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered, uh, broadcasting live from L.A. As I said, we have been shooting episodes of uh, Rolling with Roland, my new show that's going to be on the Black Star mm -hmm. Network. Uh, we've had some amazing interviews our last two trips uh, to uh, Los Angeles. Uh, we've had great one-on-one uh, -on -one conversations with uh, Richard Lawson, 
uh, with uh, Glenn Turman, Jack A., Bill Duke, Mario Van Peebles, Michael Collier, uh, Jeffrey Osborne. Uh, I'm leaving out somebody while we chat with. Uh, then, of course, last time, Dondre Whitfield, Johnny Gill, Sherry Shepard, Guy Torrey, Damaris Lee, Michael Ely, Laz Alonzo, Maddie Rich, Sheila E. Yesterday, we talked, of course, uh, with, uh, we talked yesterday with, um, uh, with uh, Sally Richardson Whitfield. Man, the conversation last night, y'all, was fire with Richard Roundtree. Uh, and um, tonight, I'll be uh, talking with uh, uh, Trevor Jackson. Uh, Henry, what's this? Yeah, Trevor Jackson. Then, of course, uh, this week, Abrisha Webb, uh, Chris Spencer, Flex Alexander, music director Ray Chu. And I'm trying to lock down Debbie Allen, my fellow Jack Gates uh, High School uh, alumnus. And so, folks, trust me. Uh, Y'all want to download the Black Star Network app. You're only going to be able to see these on the Black Star Network app. Our goal is to get 50,000 downloads by the end of the year. That's critically important for us, folks, because we go to these advertisers to be able to show how we're doing with our downloads. Also, man, y'all were killing it last month uh, with uh, the Roland Martin Unfiltered podcast. 200,000 downloads of uh, my uh, Black Information Network uh, commentary last month. And so you could do that. If you also miss this show, if you can't watch this show on the, on the Black Star Network app, or if you can't watch it, uh, of course, on a YouTube channel, you can also download the podcast. You can download this podcast. Again, 200,000 downloads last month, and so things are going great. So please download the Black Star Network app, share it with your friends, get them to download it as well. You can download it on your phone, on your pad, on your TV. You've got Apple TV, Android TV, Roku TV, Amazon Fire Stick, Xbox, uh, a Samsung Smart TV, all of those. And also, don't forget to support us in our uh, Bring the Funk fan club. All your dollars support in terms of what we're able to do. Let me give a quick shout-out right now uh, to, uh, let's see here. Let me go through here. Uh, we had some folks who actually gave during the show. So, uh, Aaron Brown, thank you so very much for uh, supporting uh, what we do, Aaron, uh, with, for joining our Bring the Funk fan club. I'm telling you, y'all dollars really make a difference, folks. As we uh, do this, we're an independent uh, black-owned media company. Uh, look, you know, we don't get the CNN money, the Fox News money, the MSNBC money, but I can guarantee you the content that we have uh, is, uh, is on point uh, for our audience. So thank you so very much, folks. I will see you all tomorrow right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. I'll say bye to this camera right here. All right, folks. Holla! to be smart.
Roland Martin's doing this every day. Oh, no punches! Thank you, Roland Martin, for always giving voice to the issues. Look for Roland Martin in the whirlwind, to quote Marcus Garvey again. The video looks phenomenal, so I'm really excited to see it on my big screen. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. I got to defer to the brilliance of Dr. Carr and to the brilliance of the Black Star Network. I am rolling with rolling all the way. Honored to be on a show that you own, a Black man. <laughs> Owns the show. Folks, Black Star Network is here. I'm real um, revolutionary right now. Rolling was amazing on that. Stay black. I love y'all. I can't commend you enough about this platform that you've created for us to be able to share who we are, what we're doing in the world, and the impact that we're having. Let's be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You can't be black on media and be scared. You dig? Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Network. 